knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com The question of the day is what do you do after you've spooked a gobbler? Is it possible to still hunt him? On this episode, I'm not just going to answer that, but give you strategies on how you can have a good chance of success even after spooking a bird. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are talking about what do you do after you've spooked a gobbler? Is the hunt over? Is the hunt for that bird over? What are your options? Now, there's two definitions here for spooked. Okay, one definition is... Um, that turkey has come in, they were getting closer, they saw something, heard something, somehow detected something, weren't quite sure about it, it they, they decided they didn't like it, whatever it was, and then they slowly moved off in another direction. So that's, that's what we'll call a mild spook. Alright, they were coming in and something that you did or something about your setup or you know what it could have just been random but more than likely something about you or your setup uh just just decided to they they just turned tail and went the other way that's a mild spook the full out spook is that bird saw you detected human and ran all right maybe you were walking maybe you were doing some business Maybe you stood up and were stretching. Maybe you decided, you know what, now is not a good time to sit here anymore. You're going to get up and move. And as soon as you get up and turn, you see he was 20 yards away, saw you and ran like lightning. You know, that is the full-on spook. So is it still possible to hunt that turkey? I mean, the one that spooked, the one that ran in either one of those scenarios? Well, yes. Yes, and absolutely yes, if you have the right terrain and the right setup. All right, so we'll deal with, really, it's a similar strategy for both of them, to tell you the truth. Now, say you spook the bird, of course, you know, and you never intend to do this. And, you know, sometimes it's a matter of you made mistakes in your setup. Could just be you were walking through the woods and just walked up on a bird and the bird ran right? May not have had anything to do with your setup, but you were walking through the woods, you walked right into a bird, bumped him, and he ran. You know, a lot of people would say if you spooked a bird, especially a a full-out spook, that bird's done for weeks, 
right? If it's a mild spook, they might be done for a couple days. Well, guys, here's the thing. A turkey gets spooked all throughout the day. They are jittery creatures. All kinds of things spook turkeys. Predators spook turkeys. Squirrels spook turkeys. Branches falling out of trees spook turkeys. I'm convinced sometimes, you know, turkeys spook themselves. All right. All kind of things spook turkeys, both mildly and all out. All right. It, it is a common occurrence for a turkey to, and that's just, that's why they survive is because they see something, they encounter something, they run, they live to fight another day. But when it comes to hunting them, you know, a lot of people think, okay, well, that's, that's, that's over for that turkey. Well, it is if, okay, let me just start there. It is over if you just stay there and you just hunt from that spot. You just come back tomorrow and try to call them back in. It's over. You know, the people that have said could be weeks, they're absolutely right if you just stay there because they've seen you there. They, they thought you were a turkey, whatever the case may be. They've seen you there. They know that, you know, they know the jig's up. You've been busted. And they're not coming back there to a turkey call anytime soon. Now, if it's a mild spook, you may get them to come back in a couple days. There's a chance, right? But definitely not that day. It, that day's over. So what do you do? Well, here's the thing. You have to think like a turkey and you have to put a turkey's natural scenario and instincts and everything that, that goes into a turkey's brain and a turkey's regular habits in the play. You got to stop thinking like a hunter who's turkey hunting. All right. You have to think like a turkey. Turkey hunter logic will say, all right, bird came in, got spooked, jig is up, at least for that bird. Maybe another bird will come in. That's turkey hunter logic. Turkey says, ah, get out of here. Go somewhere else. All right. An hour later, 20 minutes later, that bird is maybe completely and totally back to their normal habits and routines in another location because stuff spooks turkeys every day. If they just hung up and hid and, and you know, laid under a bush and for two or three weeks after every time they got spooked, they would just live in hiding. That's just not the case. If they get spooked, usually about an hour or less, they're back to their normal, happy, you know, business, whatever they do, just in a different spot. So when you spook a bird, you need to think about, all right, how can I get in front of that turkey? You know which way he went, probably. You know which way he ran. You, you saw him, you heard him, you know he's going in that direction. You have to play the turkey's natural rhythms against it. All right, so what's going to happen? That bird is going to be wary and on guard for the next few minutes. And then there, as they, as they get further and further away from the spot that you're at, and I'm convinced that as every minute and yard passes, that bird is becoming more and more calm, more and more back to their regular thing. Once they get a couple hundred yards away, once a few minutes pass, once there appears to be no more danger around them, they're back to what they normally do. And 
you know, I, I could tell you story after story. I know one turkey hunter that I know, um, he was out hunting a bird in a swamp area. And a couple turkeys were there, and they was watching him, getting in close. He was going down a hillside, just getting into range of these couple of turkeys that were in this bottomland area, kind of marshy, kind of swampy. And he was about there. He, the, the one that he was after and had been after for, I think, a week or two was there. He was, he was trying to get into position. He got within about 30 yards. He's setting up, getting ready. And then out of nowhere, this bobcat jumps out of the brush at trying to grab one of these turkeys. The turkeys took off straight up into the trees right above them and just all at once just boom jumping flying feathers the bobcat missed didn't get one hung around for a little bit and then disappeared so he said he sat there and he watched his clock and he watched the clock and he's sitting there and he's waiting 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 and then um i think it was 60 minutes one hour mark to the minute, he said, all of the turkeys flew down from the tree and went right back to what they were doing, as if nothing had ever happened. You know, they, they, they waited, the danger passed, they reached a point where, well, okay, just back to normal, they flew right down, business as usual, and he ended up taking the one home that he had been after. Uh, so you, you have to realize these birds are going to get spooked, and then they're going to get over it, what they're not going to get over is if you blew it, you were pretending you were a turkey, and then they discovered you were a person, they're not coming back to that spot. All right? They're smarter than that. They're going to go somewhere else. So as they're covering distance, getting away from you, you need to move and change your location. You have to go around where that bird's going and try to get ahead of them or at least somewhere parallel to, to them as they're covering distance going the other way. If you have good terrain, that's the number one way to do it. If you can put some terrain features between you and that bird, if you can put some hills, if you can break the line of sight, because if you can see the bird, the bird can see you. And, and it's just not going to work out unless you swing really wide and it can't see you. And if that's what you got to do, you do it. But you have to go around and somehow get in, in the general direction. You're not trying to get in front of the bird like, you know, hoping he's going to walk into your shotgun. You want to get out and get ahead of him in the general direction that he's going. Sit down and then start calling like you're a hen turkey. All right? Because that bird, after, you know, a few minutes pass... I'd say you want to give them, if you can, at least 15, 20 minutes. But distance matters more than time, I think. So, you know, if he's covered half a mile in 10 minutes, then he, that he knows that danger is far behind him. If it hasn't been chasing him, that danger's the other way. He hears another turkey up ahead of him. That's just natural. Gobbler's going through the woods. Here's a hen and then goes towards it. Now, something that can work in your, to your advantage is if the bird has recently been spooked, if he's recently, you know, if it was a full-out spook, then he may not gobble. 
he may just come in, right? He may not gobble. He may say, hey, I want that hen, but I'm going to be a little cautious here. I don't want to give away my position if something's chasing me. So he may just come in and gobble, or not gobble. He may just come in straight to where he heard that sound. So if you're in that kind of situation and position, you need to realize, all right, I need to to be ready as soon as I call. He may come in quick, he may come in slow, but there's a fair chance he will make no sound and sneak into you. So you have to be ready for that to happen. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. I've known people, you know, they're walking through the woods, just walking and getting from one place to another, just stumbled right, walked right into the turkeys he was trying to hunt. And they just went right the other way. Well, he, he made a long loop around, got ahead of those birds. After about 20 minutes or so, I mean, they're not flying, they're not running, but they're, they spooked and moved the other way. About 20 minutes, maybe three, 400 yards later, he hears them start calling and gobbling. They're, they're doing their thing. So he starts calling, bird comes right in like nothing like nothing happened because that distance between that threat here's the thing yeah the turkey was spooked but the turkey is not associating what spooked it with the hen that he now hears because he's in a different place he's in a different location he knows the danger was back there he knows the person was back there and now where i'm going over here i hear a hen so he came right in couple seasons ago I was up on a hilltop and I'm calling and I had two gobblers come in I they were they were in the trees going crazy at sunrise gobbling back and forth come to think of it I'm pretty sure I overcalled to them back then but eventually they came they flew down they came up the hill and they came right into me they hung up at about 40 45 yards maybe even closer to 50. And at one point, I kind of had a shot. It wasn't the shot I wanted. Um, It was a little further than I wanted. And I just said, well, I'm just going to wait. Going to wait until they come in a little closer because it was just beyond what I felt comfortable shooting. And I didn't have a great handle on what was behind 
that particular spot if there was anything else back there. Didn't want to risk hitting both of them. You know, all those kind of things. So that happened to be the only shot I would end up getting in those particular birds in that spot because, you know, 30 seconds later, they're just staring, looking around. They about faced and just slowly went backwards, clucking as they went. Right? They saw something, something they didn't like. They got hung up. They decided, mm, I don't see this hen. I don't see her. I don't know. I'm not sure. We're leaving. Now, I didn't, it wasn't a full out spook. It was a mild spook. All right. They just decided, eh, I'm not seeing it. I'm not feeling it. Maybe she's gone. Whatever the case may be, they didn't come in any further. So they turned around and went. So I was about to give up. I mean, just about to go home. And I thought, you know what? This is an opportunity. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back here. It's not like I can just come back tomorrow and try to hunt these birds again. It, it, it was, uh, you know, it could have been a week or two before I got back there. So I decided, I got up. I, got, I went closer towards the edge of the hillside where they disappeared to. I called a little more. They couldn't have cared less. But I heard them as they were going the other way. So I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try something here. So I started going parallel to them. They're, they went over the hillside. They're now on the side of the hill going from one side to the other. So I start paralleling them from on top of the hill. So they can't see me. I can't see them. There's probably 100 yards between us, maybe less. And I'm walking. I'm following them. All right. And actually what I'm trying to do is get ahead of them, walking parallel to them around this hillside. So I'm going, I'm going. At one point, I stepped on a big twig and it snapped. And there's no way they didn't hear it. Because as soon as that big twig snapped, they both gobbled in unison. And it was as if they were saying, oh, hey, there's that bird. There's that hen. So I was trying to get ahead of them. And I ran into the property line. All right. Which is like the end of so many good hunts. I ran into the property line. I said, okay, this is as far as I can go. This is as far as I can get. So I called real loud, real strong. Just let it go. They both gobbled and then I backed up. Backed up, pulled back about 40 yards so that whenever they crested that hilltop, I'd be able to see them. And I pulled back and actually I pulled back and hit another property line. So I sat down on a tree right in front of the property line called one last time just one last regular strong series of yelps put my call down picked up my shotgun well they didn't come the way i thought they were going to come they had already gone past me around the hillside they came up to my left so instead of coming straight up over the hillside at me they came walking in front of me from left to right boom pulled my shot got them and it was a good day but that happened because I moved. It happened because whatever they didn't like about that previous area, I was able to negate that by getting into another area. And it wasn't a full-out spook. Had it been a full spook, then me calling as I went and making noise as I went probably would have been a liability. But they heard a hen up there, didn't see her, turned around and left. Now they hear her again. 
And then they hear her real strong. And then she's up ahead of them trying to find them. Because it sounded like, you know, this bird's now going towards them, trying to find them. And then they came up to meet her halfway. And that's where I got my opportunity. But it was because I didn't give up. It was because I didn't just say, oh, well, you know, if it doesn't just happen for you, then it's over. And it's easy to think, oh, man, I had my opportunity. I blew it. This was my spot. This was my spread. This is where my decoys are. Now that turkey's moved. The day's over. It's not necessarily over. Now, here's the thing you want to keep in mind. If you're going to hunt that spot every day, you probably don't want to chase that bird. All right? You probably don't want to move because if it was a mild spook at least, because you don't want to push that bird, you don't want to full out spook it, you don't want to bump other birds, you're probably better off just saying, okay, wait and see if another turkey comes in or try to hunt that turkey another day. But if you're in a situation where you're not hunting every day, which is most of the days I hunt, then you've got to make the most of the opportunities that you get. So if you do spook a bird, mild or just a full-out spook, the tactics are similar on how to get around and get another chance at that bird. You got to remember, you got to change location, distance, time. Distance and time will bring a turkey back into their regular frame of mind most of the time. Now, if the bird flies, it's another deal. All right? When a turkey flies... It is not just going to change and turn around real quick. All right. It really takes a lot to get them into the air. And if you spook them enough to get them into the air, it's going to take, I think, upwards of an hour or two hours before that bird calms down, assuming you can locate where that bird really went and get ahead of them. When they're walking, it's one thing. When they fly, they can cover huge distances all at once. So, you know, most of the time, if the bird flies, eh, you're probably, you're probably not, you're probably not getting that bird. You're probably better off giving up on that turkey. Your chances of spooking other turkeys is, is just too high. Now, and I'm not advocating you chase turkeys and try to sneak up on them and shoot them. All right. That's illegal in many states. It's not safe, which in my mind is the number one reason not to do it. Um... It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about moving and getting into the general direction of where that turkey that you saw with your own eyeballs is going. And then you sit down and you call. All right. That's the name of the game. That's what we're talking about. It is changing position and trying to call that turkey in. You don't want to chase turkeys. I did an entire episode just on how to not die while turkey hunting. All right. And that's one of the big things. People try to chase turkeys and sneak up on them, and they end up sneaking up on other hunters. And, uh, you know, you could follow a real turkey into another hunter's spread, and you still get shot. All right, you just really don't want to chase turkeys to try to kill them. But moving is very legitimate. It can be safe. It's legal. You just need to be mindful and cautious about what you're doing and when you're doing it. Um, you know, a lot of places when you're hunting on public land, if you're going to get up and move and do anything I just described, I recommend you throw an orange hat on. 
orange ball cap, orange beanie, throw it on. You're not going to be within line of sight of that turkey, so you don't have to worry about that turkey seeing you. you. But there could be who knows how many hunters around, and you don't want them to see you. So you throw that beanie on, you throw that ball cap on, you move. Once you get to the spot you want to call, you just sit on it. Stuff it in your vest, sit on it, whatever the case may be. Hide that thing real quick, and that's just a safe way to do it. Uh, you know, if you don't get a turkey, you don't get a turkey. As long as you walk out of the woods and you can turkey hunt another day, then you had a good day being in the woods. So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. I really want to encourage you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out all of the episodes on turkey hunting. I got links there even to turkey-related YouTube videos on the YouTube channel. Head to iTunes, leave a review with comments. That's the number one way to help grow the show. Would really appreciate it. Till next time, God bless you guys, and go get them in the woods. wild game in wild places tune in to hunt stand presents saturdays at 8 30 p.m eastern waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment spend your saturdays with life on the water join captain brandon simmons for fishing diving travel and so much more you want to succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest oh look at that thing dude Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.